0: On the 25th of January 2020, we are bringing the Addicted to Success event to Cape Town, South Africa. And on the 1st of February, we're bringing the event to Johannesburg, this is your opportunity to dive deep with Emil Steenveld and I to transform your money mindset. This is a one day exclusive event. We also have Sachin Govender joining us in Johannesburg. He is a powerful multi-millionaire entrepreneur who's born and raised in South Africa. We also have Heidi Shannon from Australia who is a mental health coach who knows how to pull apart your weaknesses and put you back together with strength to really show you powerful strategies to up-level your and your way of thinking. And we have Adam Roa from the US who's flying out to teach you how he has been able to expand his creation and how he impacts millions through his content. He has reached multi, multi millions of views with his Goalcast video. So don't miss this opportunity. Also, 50% of profits will be going towards rape crisis in South Africa. This is where you get to support those that have been physically abused and sexually abused. This is going to a good cause and it also means that you're now able to step into your abundance after moving through your blockages the way that we teach this is going to be unforgettable and i cannot wait for you to join us in south africa so make sure you go to i am addicted to success.com that's i am addicted the number two success.com and get your early bird tickets now before they go up tickets are selling out so jump in and this is your opportunity to make 2020 your best year yet Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Nick Santonastasso, and I cannot wait for you to hear how he's been able to elevate his life and impact millions worldwide. Nick has just come off tour with Tony Robbins, And as you know, Tony, we've had him on the podcast before. He is an absolute powerhouse, a beast in the industry. And for him to really give the badge of approval for somebody like Nick at 23 years old, you know this guy has got to have some flames underneath his belt here. So I'm excited for you to hear how Nick has blown up his global keynote speaking business, um, how he was able to feature on Forbes, how he models and really gets out there. But more importantly, Nick has uh, no legs and he has one arm and he is just in to life and diving in and he puts so many people to shame that have you know full physical capability he just has no excuses and no limitations and i'm just so excited nick for you to share your wisdom with the addicted to success community so uh, welcome my man. man
1: thank you thank you for that that intro that was bomb <laughs> i appreciate <laughs> you brother i am uh i'm grateful for the opportunity man thanks for having me on here
0: yeah well dude i think you're the bomb.com dude i've been watching your content for a while now and i just love that you like i said you dive into life like you literally do you, you jump into pools and swim yeah. like underwater for like long periods of time you're on <laughs> a freaking snowboard you're hanging out with the rock you're like rocking stages with tens of thousands and you just have this no limit mindset and i would really love to dive into your mind and let like let's go through some philosophies right yeah. now of what is it that you believe about yourself man if you could really like Say one to two things that you know for sure about you that you feel is something that you ride quite often that really allows you to be in that empowerment most days
1: yeah, so one thing um, that is that is pretty new um it like a like a new belief, um, but like I said, the majority of my life I didn't really know like what was going on or why why this was going on and so the one thing that I've realized over these past couple of years is like there was there was two ways I could look at life. One was like, wow, I'm in this freak accident. Like I was born this way, just like a freak accident, like stuff happens. Or the second way that I could look at it was like, well, I was strategically put in this body because my soul knew what it was capable of doing and how much of an impact it could have in such a unique situation because, um, you know, that I was guided, that I was put here on a purpose when the world is hurting in a rough time, which it is. And so like, that's the way I, that's like one of my first philosophies is like I, I always believe that i 'm guided, and that could be from uh, God, the universe, whatever whatever you believe in, but a higher energy I believe in, and I believe i 'm guided that I was put here strategically in this unique body um, because You know, what I've realized over my life is like the one thing that I was pushing away the most, which was my body, I hated my body actually became my biggest tool to influence people, my biggest tool to break people down to get the get the barrier in their mindset to like lower and then open up to me, you know, in in an authentic, open fashion, which then creates breakthroughs. And so that's my first philosophy. And then um, the second one is, why not? Like, like, why not? Why not me? I think the, the, the majority of people always think of like, well, that can't happen. Like I can't have that. Well, why don't you flip it and say like, why not you, you know, like why, why can't I be a DJ? Why can't I be the first Calvin Klein model with no legs? Like, why not? Like who's going to tell me? And I think that that was my always, always philosophy because we all have the outside noise, right? We all have the haters, the naysayers, the people that always, there is always going to be people that tell us that our goals are too big, that we're crazy. What's your plan B? You should have went to college, but like, my whole thing was like I much I much rather be in the field in the trenches like working on working on a dream of mine than like doing something that I don't like. And I and I think that like pe- like the concept of time, like people just think like time's forever and like next thing you know they wake up in their 50 and they're like oh man, like I wish I would have did all these things that I didn't have the courage to do. You know, like I don't want to be that.
0: Yeah, man, you got to move with haste. time's so is short. It's it's interesting people are worried about wasting money, which comes and goes. But a lot of people aren't concerned with their time for whatever reason. And it's, it's good that it's you're 23 flip-flop. years old. Yeah, exactly, you're 23 years old, man, and you get this already, and I love this. What would you say has been your biggest breakthrough moment where you had this like, you know, this pain you were living in or this breakdown, wherever it may be, and you were like, I've had enough, and you, you did something different. You did something different that allowed you to break through. What was that moment and what did you do that, that was different?
1: Yeah, the thing that the thing that screams out to me the most um, was the majority. The majority, like I'm 23 years old, so when I say the majority of my life, that's like 17, 18, 19 years of my life. I, you know, that I was in this position where um, I never received the feminine love that I wanted. Like I never received love from females in the way that I wanted to, and my whole life, you know, I always blamed it on my body, always blamed it on my physical differences. That, you know, like. I would just like I always say like girls were my biggest suicidal trigger because, you know, I wanted that love. And I just I guess I wasn't wasn't in the mindset to accept that love or I, I was always focused on my body. Then I thought it was, you know, the the thing that was keeping all these females away. Right. Well, fast forward, fast forward a little bit um, about a couple years ago, I, I reframed body image and how I reframed body image was realizing like, well, maybe my body is actually working for me. And instead of working against me, and it's actually filtering out the type of females that I don't want in my life anyway, because if a human being, let alone a female, doesn't want to further a connection with me, doesn't want to love on me because of my physical differences, well, that already filters out the type of person they are anyway. This is actually working for me. And then that was that, you know, stepped my confidence up um, just in general in life. Um, But just another breakthrough in in that section of life is realizing that, um, like, it doesn't really come down to looks. It comes down to presence, bro. Like it comes down to like being there, your physical presence. I mean, I think especially with phones and tablets and computers nowadays that like human interaction is diminishing. Like human interaction isn't as prevalent as it was. And people have a hard time having conversations, locking eyes. Like I'll tell like for the fellows out there, like, a girl just wants you to show up and like be present and lock eyes and like be one-on-one with them. And like, then they'll feel your, your, your masculine energy. Then you'll feel, you know, your, your alphaness. Right. But like, that's what was a breakthrough in me realizing like, yo, it's not the body. It's actually energy. It's actually the energy you put off the presence you put off because I'll tell you what, if you were in person with me and we were locking eyes and we were in a conversation, you would totally forget the fact that I had no legs one on.
0: Oh man, you're hitting on such a great point. It's so interesting because I was talking to my friend about this the other day. You know, I've had experience where I was, you know, at an event and one day I went in and I just, I felt off. I wore my favorite shirt. I wore my favorite, you know, pants and, and like, I know like to me, I'm like, oh, this is what I look best in, right? Because we all have like our favorite thing. Yeah, things. yeah. Show up, no interest at all, right? And then the, the day after that, you know, I had a massive breakthrough and the day after that, I went in with something that I wouldn't consider like my, my best, but for whatever reason was attracting the feminine women in and i was and i was like wow like this is really interesting and you're right i realized when i was talking to my friend about this it was like it's the energy that we bring to the table you know and and also you know the feminine isn't necessarily looking for something to look good they're wanting that connection right they want that presence they want that the energy and i think that we as men because we are so focused on thinking like this is what it needs i need to be bigger need to be massive you know like you're good friends you know the rock yeah it's like well i need to be huge like the rock in order to get that success it's not necessarily the thing like it helps obviously to some degree but i like that you've really tapped in and realized wow it's about the way that i manage my energy it's about having that real connection and that attentiveness and awareness with others. Uh, and you've done, you know, obviously that so well in your life. The thing I really love as well is that you have a lot of fun, you know, and I think that people want to be around people that are fun. And yeah, it seems like yeah. you've mastered this. What would you say has been the most epic experience you've ever had?
1: Oh, man, the great question. The most epic experience I've ever had. Dude, there's, there's so many, um, so many experiences Um, I would say, I would say even just the simple thing of like having an adaptive snowboard made for me. Um, and so, you know, I was able to team up with some guys from, you know, a mastermind of men called GoBundance. And, um, they, they actually gave it, gave an assignment to their, one of their assistants, um, younger kids he's like 14 and they're like he's like a young entrepreneur and they gave him an assignment to cold call a bunch of snowboard places to see who could make an adaptive snowboard for me and so he was cold calling get rejected get rejected and then finally um he called this place called deviation and and my friend now danny um picked up and she's like yeah totally like i've never done it before but i take up the challenge and you know next thing you know a couple months later Um, I'm, I'm in Colorado and I'm shredding down a mountain. It's, it was, it's a snowboard with a skateboard deck on top of it. And then a five piece racing harness that straps me into the board. Um, like how you would lock in your feet and like I picked up snowboarding and I'm like good at it. And it's like a new form of running. Like it feels like, you know, I've never had the experience, the feeling of running or going fast, you know, like on my own, um, you know, like on my own power, not like a car or anything, but like, just like off momentum. And so like snowboarding has been. Um, like kind of like a breakthrough moment for me and a, an amazing experience for me because not only one, I'm out in nature with my buddies and my friends um, but like I'm doing something that I'm like I think I could do a lot of things I never thought I'd be able to snowboard you know and like successfully <laughs> and so um, it's like a new hobby of mine and you know with all the traveling that I have going on I've been I've been I've been realizing to put more focus on things that really fuel me up you know make me like because like I view myself as a lantern and I'm always trying to give light. I'm trying to give light, but like, if I don't fill myself up with the things that I love to do, I can only give so much. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, I've been starting to focus, you know, a portion because like, you know how it is like work, 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 like hustle, grind, grind, grind. But like, I start veering a little bit more to like, okay, well, I need some time. I want to go snowboard or I want to do, you know, I'm to chill here. Um, and so long, long drawn out answer. Like one of the biggest, best experience of my life is being able to you know, snowboard a new hobby that I never thought I'd be able to do yeah
0: wow brother what would you say has been the biggest lesson uh that you have had instilled within you from tony robbins
1: compassion you want to know right. how to win in life compassion so yeah. you know i'm a i'm a stu- i'm a student of the game it's one of the a, one of my core values in my personal life and in the business it's being a student of the game And so, you know, I've been grateful for the opportunity to be on, you know, go around and speak at Tony's events, um, these past couple of events and be in proximity with him. I'm always analyzing. I'm always watching how he speaks and his tonality. And that man, like it goes for all speakers, bro. If you go out and, and this was me early in my career, if you go out on stage and you're like, boom, 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 like aggressive, aggressive, like you need to do this, this like you're only going to appeal to a certain amount of the crowd the alpha males the alpha males in the in the crowd are like f this guy you know i don't like the way he's communicating with me everybody needs to be communicated differently right and so the beauty behind tony which i've learned through him is he has the ability to get intense when he needs to get intense and then bring it back to compassion when he needs compassion and like if if he's if he's if he's interventioning someone and he's and he's and he's going to make um you know a direct point or an intense point he won't even look at the person or look toward the crowd so he knows that so he doesn't make the person feel like he's just ripping on him he's talking to the crowd and then when when he comes back to him he's more compassion and and he's already led them to the answers but the one thing that like my biggest lesson is compassion like compassion in business compassion in relationships like a lot of us were achievers and we're achievers in our, in our, and and we're going and we're driving. And then when things don't go our way or we get triggered, we tend to go red. We tend to go into this mode of like anger and, and like, I want to get this done and it's my way or the highway. But if you take a moment and you take a breath and you come from a, um, a, a, the language of compassion or talking through compassion, like things will get solved a lot easier. You have better connections. You have more success in relationships and business because like anger doesn't get you anywhere. And I've realized just the power of compassion, that one word, just compassion, having compassion for people, your coworkers, your clients, like compassion, like it's everything.
0: Oh, I feel like a new
1: breakthrough. This is only like two weeks old breakthrough. Like,
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I love that, bro. I love it. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, you you hear these things all the time, right? Like the Dalai Lama talks about it and you hear, you know, like a lot of these big figures that share, you know, have the importance of it. And I think we can understand it on a cognitive level, but then when we've actually experienced it within ourselves, whether it's spiritually or emotionally, whatever it may be, we're like, oh, the plane landed, like now I get it. And it has to come from some moment or experience. What would you say was that experience for you where you felt the most, let's say tapped in to offer compassion. Like, what could you share that moment with us so we can connect with that too? Uh, I
1: attract I attract people, and people tend to like just like tell me their life stories or tell me like their problems or the things they're going through. And so, like, not to give like direct details on someone's life, but if someone came up to me, you know, and they were going through some hard things, right? Like maybe they were a drug addict, or maybe they, you know, they overdosed, or someone died in the family. I don't know, you name it, but as humans, our instant, our, our first instinct is like judge, like to judge what they're going through. And like the, the moment someone feels judged, you, you basically eliminated all your power to help them break through or, or help influence them because they're like, this, they can feel it. You can feel when people judge you. Right. And so, um, you know, if someone came up to me, like, I feel, I guess it's a moment of compassion when I can just be like, not even judge and just try to feel what they're going through. Um, and because, like I said, you know, it's it's like our first instinct to judge people. And so, like, when people feel judged, you can't help them. They don't want to be helped. And so, like, like, training your brain to not go into instant judgment mode, but to just feel them, just to just feel what they've been through. Um, and maybe I answered the question wrong of a moment that someone was compassionate with me, but, like, a moment that I feel compassion is, like, those moments when people come up to me with their deepest, darkest, you know, demons, and I have to like come from a not judgmental place and like try to feel what they're going through to help them get through it. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Absolutely does. I like that you hit on the point of when you judge someone, it closes off that connection without a person. Yeah. And, and the thing too, I, I believe that we judge others because we're already judging ourselves. And this is that whole thing of compassion that you're talking about where. It's like, I may not fully understand it because I'm like, I haven't experienced that exact thing, but I've seeked to understand, like, it's my mission to understand it. That's why I ask the questions. That's why I'm present. That's why I'm there. That's why I'm holding space. And and I do love that. That's the leader that you are, man. And it's really important. You know, your career will just go sky high, man, if you keep bringing that energy to the room, because that's what people really want is they want to feel seen, heard and understood.
1: Exactly. And like, like I said, that like, it it roots all down to like, presence, like kids, you know, parents aren't present with their kids anymore. Like they don't lock eyes, like they don't look at each other and ask you how you're doing, like everything's through text, and they give them an iPad for, you know, babysitting, like humans are losing human interaction, which is the biggest gift of it all. And so like that, I just want to bring awareness to that, because I'm like, I'm passionate about like, you know, Tony always talks about like, the only way the world's going to change if we have like a consciousness, sh- consciousness shift, like consciousness shift, like, like we have to change the way we're thinking. And so like, that would be like the one question I would want to ask him, you know, if I got him privately is like, how do we make a consciousness, you know, shift in the world? Right. I just want like to, to wake people up to like the the important things in life because especially with social media, you know, like, there's so many times where we can look at something and be like, oh, success is that. You know, success is when I have the cars and when I have the money and, and the Instagram followers and really what we're, what we're chasing is an emotion. We just want to feel love. Like, it sounds so corny and hippie, but like, bro, humans just want love. Like, we just want to feel loved and cared for and, and fulfilled. It's like it really is. not a, like, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's like awakening people up. It's like you can have all the money in the world. There are plenty of examples of people that had all the, had all the money in the world and still weren't fulfilled. It's just like
0: yeah.
1: we're chasing emotion.
0: Yeah, we do crazy things for love and significance and certainty and all these like yeah. needs that we want, we want met like now. Yeah, we do crazy things. And now, that's
1: yeah, we all want it now, by the way. That's another, <laughs> that's another toxic thing that's going on because we live in a day and age where you get a text message instantly, you get a FaceTime instantly, you get your Uber Eats in a couple minutes, you get your Netflix, and then when you build a business and you're not successful in two years, you freak out. Like, it
0: doesn't make sense. It's crazy, man. I like being from the older school. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: a, I'm a young bull coming up. So, like, I got to I gotta help my, my fellow young ones, you know? Like, yeah. it's like yo, give us some time. Like, Rome wasn't built, you know? Rome wasn't built by just turning on Netflix one day and, like, making a 3D hologram. Like, you got to, like, build <laughs> you got to build it out.
0: Love that example. <laughs> you know? So 2020, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome, man. So when you're speaking at these events, because I know you've been doing this for a little while now and it's really ramped up in the last year, uh, what framework or exercise or whatever it may be that's an actionable thing that the listeners can follow, what would it be for you that you feel is like your most powerful framework that you could teach or share with my listeners here on Addicted to Success? Because I like like actionable episodes like implement, you know?
1: yeah absolutely. so the first thing um, for any any speakers out there anyone who's like facilitating masterminds or on stage you know one of the one of the frameworks that I work uh, or use is story lesson application, and so you tell a story that kind of preframes the lesson you go into the lesson, you share the lesson, and then you give them something actionable you give them questions to answer and so um, one we can do right now that is actionable is I think the, i I think the majority of not only humans but entrepreneurs. A lot of the times we're working and we don't know why we're working. Like we kind of forget about our why. And, you know, I always talk about it's not camp, but how and the how is important. But what's more important than the how is like the why, like having a compelling future um, and a vision, because that's going to pull you on the days where you don't want to get out of bed. And then there's going to be a lot of days where we don't want to get out of bed. Right. And so this is going to like a simple, simple something and a question that all the audience can ask right now is like have a genuine, authentic, transparent conversation with yourself and ask yourself, why do you do what you do every day? like, why do you get up every day? Like, what is your big source of motivation? What do you want your life to look like? You know, how like, what does you want your house to look like? How many kids do you want? Like what certain cars you have? Or what is the experience you wanted to have? Because like, when you really get like crystal clear on like why you're doing what you're doing, like I said, there's a lot of tedious things that we don't want to do in our day to day, right? But say your big why was like your family, you wanted to take them on experiences and say you were cold calling and you were just about the, you know, give up for the day and you looked over and it was a picture of France and your family and you're like, man, a couple more cold calls and I could take my family to France. Is that going to push the person to make more calls? Yes or no. Right. And so like, so that's the question that we can all self reflect on. I'm actually doing, um, I'm going to be facilitating, um, a mastermind call tomorrow for Arate syndicate for Ed and Andy's uh, mastermind. And it's basically, you know, about, you know, creating enthusiasm and, and enthusiasm, enthusiasm, And um, how you create enthusiasm is like, have a compelling future. Like what, what pulls you, like what, what drives you to do what you do? And so I want the audience right now to get super honest with themselves and just ask yourself, like, why do I do what I do? And then if you don't have an answer, like, that's not a bad thing. Just, just create a compelling why, like, why do you do what you do? Do you do it because you like helping people? Do you like, are you a veteran because you like dogs? Like, why do you do what you do? And, and, and I think that when you can even write down, you know, a sentence or two that really defines your why and like memorize it or just like see it every day when you wake up because dude like i look like energizer bunny on stage and i'm like you know i'm all rah-rah like going ham but we all have days where we don't want to get out of bed right and if i didn't have a why bro if i didn't have anything that really fueled me i'd get complacent
0: wow dude i love this i love it because just before the call, I, I broke something down with you. Uh, and it was an experience that I had with Tony Robbins. And I said, like, like let's talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, it ties yeah, yeah. into world with this because, you know, a good uh, three years ago, I was on set of this movie called we rise up with Tony. And this was in Denver, Colorado. We're in this uh, conference uh, center. And there was an event going on at the same time. So Tony came in to record with us. And then he would go speak at the event. He walks in the room. It was him, his two bodyguards. And he's like, he looked like out of it, you know, and uh, he, he walked in, he was like sweating out and he just looked drained. And uh, the producer was like, what, Tony, what's going on? And he said, I just came out of surgery. He had uh, surgery on his shoulder and like the meds were wearing off and everything else. And he sits yeah. down, and he's like, oh, like this, oh, because like he sat down, it was like a shocking through his arm and he was in so much pain. He said, it's excruciating. And it was really interesting to watch him in that process. This guy that, you know, I had seen just like, you know, basically move mountains and, and, and massive breakthroughs in marinas of, you know, tens of thousands. And to see him there on the chair, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I've got to, you know, get, my, get myself together for this moment. And it was really cool to see him. And he's like, <sighs> <sighs> like, you know, getting himself in a state. And he's like, <sighs> like, you know, and gets himself in a state. And then he, he starts filming. He's like, you got to follow your passion.
1: Did he hit himself?
0: Uh, he might, I think he might've hit himself on the chest or whatever it is, but that's kind of like his anchor. Yeah. Like that. There you go. And, uh, anyway, so, you know, he delivered like on point in front of the camera. As soon as the cameras went off, he went, Oh, like this back to his, you know, him in pain and (laughs) I was chatting with him and he said, yeah, let's get a picture. So I get a photo with him and I got my hand on his back and he's dripping with sweat and I could feel his body shaking. Like he was in pain. And, uh, anyway, so he said, look, I've got to go now. I've got to go speak at this event. He leaves the room with his bodyguards. They gave us some VIP tags. After we finished filming some more, I went across to the event and I saw him standing there speaking on stage. And he said to the room, He said, You know what, right now. And by that point, I think he was sitting down in a chair and he's like trying not to move around. He's just kind of sitting. And he said, I'm in excruciating pain. But he said, I, I told myself over and over again because of this limiting story of like, you can't do this or, you know, just call in sick or like call it off. He said, I have a duty and an obligation. I have the massive responsibility to fulfill my vision and my mission with you. And I'm I'm here today because I owe it to you. You know, like you came here for me to learn and for yourself and I'm here to support you in that. And he said, sometimes you just got to burn the fricking boats. And I just love that he, he just keeps it so strong. And it reminded me at times whenever I felt sick before an event or, you know, I might not have got enough sleep the night before, but I had to get up first thing in the morning and, and, and be the leader that I was, you know, born to be. And the leader that you're born to be, you probably feel the same. I always remember Tony saying that, like, you've got to burn the boats and step in. It's your responsibility. Uh, and that was just so cool to see him in excruciating pain to, like, break through it no matter what. So,
1: Dude, yeah. Powerful. I mean, the guy, 16, like, bro, I just got back from an event in, like, 13 hours straight on stage. Like 13 Damn. hours straight holding a room, holding a room the whole time, like jumping up and down and like, yeah, bro. It, and, and that's the power of the mind. Like he literally conditioned, he conditioned himself. He, he's, he's conditioned himself. He primed himself. He's just like, he's like, he always said, he's like this guy you see on stage. Like I created this man, you know? And, and that's the same thing. You know, I tell people, I'm like, dude, like I was a depressed, suicidal, fat, out of shape kid. Like I built myself, like I built this person and you could build, you could build yourself too. Um, and, and and that's like, this is where I get a little weird where like I view, I view the video, I, I view life as a video game. I'm like, this is a video game. And every day I wake up and I have to like restart my programming and I have to put positive things in my head because our brain's designed to be negative. Like this is a big computer system. And it's like, it's if this is going to run your life or you're going to run your life. And once people realize that they're in control and they can really create their destiny in their own video game and they can manifest things and put things out in the universe and work towards it and things attract like that's real, it's real stuff. You know, like you're in control (laughs) of your game. And I would, I always have a funny joke. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like T- Tony knows it's a video game but he can't just tell people it's a video game so basically he's created events to to show you how to live a fulfilled video game and so it's just like, <laughs> just like yeah. that that's the programming bro it's your it's your programming um and you know there's there's so much um conditioning and priming going on i mean like you know we're, we we our, our whole years of sitting in a classroom and we have to raise our hand to talk. And then the bell rings and we go to the next room. It's just like, we're getting conditioned to listen to other people and being like a, you know, a um, you know, like a worker bee, like we're conditioned our whole life. And it's, and, and it's funny because we're we're getting taught by teachers who make 30,000, $40,000 a year trying to teach us on business or something that they've never achieved. Because if they really wanted, if they really were doing something that, you know, if they are really doing their dreams, they wouldn't be teaching. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of teachers out there that their dream is teaching and we need teachers and teachers are amazing. And I'm not bashing teachers. But I'm saying there are a lot of people that are teaching that have other dreams like and they're trying to teach us how to live our dreams like it doesn't really make it doesn't really make sense. Also, in the fact of like, in school, you're taught to like, well, oh, what are your weaknesses? Let's focus on that. But when you get an entrepreneurship world, it's like, let's double down on your strengths and outsource your weaknesses. It's like the to- it's like the total opposite. It's funny.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And to that point, that's why I like to encourage a lot of my students that come in that learn branding and marketing from me and how to build their, you know, coaching business or speaking business. I always say, don't be like some of the others that are out there where they're just doing it for the money. Yeah. Like really focus on results. And when you get results consistently, then you start to build your brand on top of that. And I think that maybe to your point of, you know, we go to school and learn from people that haven't really been able to create a high level of it we're probably doing the same thing, you know, for the most part, when we step yeah. into, into the real world, uh, or the outside world of, of, you know, creating your own, carving your own path and becoming an entrepreneur. And I think it's really important to stay authentic, you know, and, and, and to serve, make service a, a top thing. Now, what have you got lined up in the way of your own speaking events, your own programs and things of that nature?
1: Yeah. So right now, um, trying to build like basically a little insight on like what what's going on operation wise is like our, our main goal right now is to get a gold medal in like booking. So like get the schedule booked out, booked out, booked out. Um, and then we've started the process of like the sales funnel. We dumped a lot of money in sales funnel and email campaigns, but didn't have the, didn't have the back end in place and like totally threw ourselves in the waters. Like we took like one week, we were reading like email campaigns and sales funnels and trying to learn ourselves. And um, it was just like, I'm just not a sales funnel guy, like I'm the speaker, right? And so um, we're right now we're focused on getting like a gold medal and just getting booked on all stages all around the world, um, building, building the email list, you know, capturing emails, building the email list. Um, But then like I have a program, but I wanted to like, it's, it's, it's ready to roll out, but I don't want to roll it out because I want the experience to be like, you know, top notch. Like if people are paying for something, I, I want to deliver. Right. And so I'm just not comfortable enough yet with the program to like really push it out there. Um, but what I want to do is start doing group coaching a group coach, like mastermind. So basically, you know, a zoom call um, where a bunch of people join at the same time. And I facilitate a group coaching and put them through, you know, an experience and have their um, right questions. And then the human interaction, with the questions provides breakthroughs, like I want to start doing more group coaching, but also like you said, events. Like there's so many ways that like we can spread ourselves thin, but eventually we want to do our own events and bring in you know athletes and fitness people and you know spiritual people, like the whole the whole nine yards, um, and basically just make like you know like a badass event. Um, but as of now, it's just like that's another thing like we have to focus on. Like throwing events is a big like a big deal. Like it's not very. It's, it's not very easy. You know, you throw events and so it's it's hard. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, eventually we'll get get up to there. But right now, I'm, I'm, we're just trying to build the foundation of kind of being all over, um, getting on as many stages as we can. And then, um, you know, like I said, I'm moving to Vegas within the next two months and I'm moving to Vegas not only for the proximity of speaking events and and, you know, there's so many events going on, but also the entertainment aspect because, you know, I'm going into the music and the DJing and, I we were talking about before the call, like I want to bring the inspiring, the positive light into a, an industry, the music industry that needs it. You know, that these kids need a positive role model rather than, you know, getting, getting promoted to do Xanax and lean and, you know, all these different drugs. I mean, like I want to bring good to an industry that's not so good, you know?
0: I love that, man. I love it. Bringing light to the space. That's amazing. Uh, with the content that you're putting out right now, what would you say is your favorite piece of content or favorite message that you have shared?
1: Yeah. When we can, when we can, you know, train our brains to always find the good in every situation, you know, like that is super powerful because I think oftentimes like I, myself, I'm we're all working through our own triggers. Like we have things that trigger us, you know, like, I think like the best thing is being able to live in like a, like a beautiful state, you know, all the time, like always finding the good in every situation. Um, and and pulling out the, the juice and the knowledge and the perspective and the different way to look at things from when you fall down, you know, and so I, I think that that would be such a level up for anyone if they could just, you know, train themselves to be in like a shitty moment. And in that moment, ask themselves, like, what's the deeper meaning? You know, like, what's the deeper meaning in this? Like, what else can I pull from this? What's the win? Because you know, like, our brain is always focused on what we don't have and and all the losses and failures. But like, I've always just trained myself to just find the good in it. Like, what is good? What can I pull from this? And how can I move on? Because this way, you're not a, you're not you're not afraid to fail. Like, whatever you think failing is, like, a lot of people are just afraid to fail. Fear fear of failure is like the number one fear. And so, if we can get people to just realize, like. I'm going to step into failure. I'm going to step into uncomfortable situations. I'm going to, when, when things get shitty, I'm going to ask myself, what's the deeper meaning? And I'm going to learn from it. Then you don't you don't lose. You know, there's a quote by Nelson Mandela I love. And he says, in life, I don't lose. I only win or learn. And if we can just train our brains to win or learn, bro, like people would be able to live in a, in a much more beautiful state. We wouldn't get pissed off in traffic or the fact that, you know, like, my tire pressure's off, or I mi- I miss my exit. Like people get triggered and pissed off over the stupidest stuff. Like I just want to be. Ha- I would just want to find a, a find a way to be happy in every moment. Like every moment, whether it's a death in the family or I got fired from a job. Like I need to find the good in every moment, and I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect. I'm nowhere near to perfect, but like I can be self aware of it, and I can be conscious of like trying to train my brain when things get shitty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I love that you said that it's about not sweating the small stuff, and I think that. When you have a vision that is powerful and it pulls you, you don't even make time to sweat anything out except yourself moving yeah. towards your vision, right? It just becomes this thing that you're like, wow, this is exciting. This is this gives my life meaning. This is where I'm going. And you're directed, you're intentional in your life and you just don't have any space for anything else.
1: And and knowing you're guided, like like I'm right yeah. where I need to be and things are just going to, you know, like, I'm going to keep working hard but there's also going to be an invisible force that, you know, puts things in my path that helps me out and lets me level up faster. And I think also um being conscious of like where you're spending your time, where you're putting your energy, you know? Like in the begin like a perfect example like in the beginning of my career when I was like pranking and making, you know, YouTube videos, like I would always read the comments and like I would like go back at the haters or the hate comments and then I realized like I'm doing my, not only myself, but like the, the true supporters a disservice by giving, you know, energy to people that are writing negative when there's like hundreds of thousands of positive. Um, but that's just like, that's the human way of like, you know, focusing on the negative and letting up piss us off. Right. And so just being conscious of your energy and like, what are you spending your time on? Like BS in the past? Like, are you spending time on like past events that already happened? Are you spending time on, you know, like stupid comments? Are you spending time on like people making fun of you? That really doesn't really matter. Like, just being very conscious of your time and your energy because, like, like you said, time and energy we can't get back.
0: Yeah, welcome to the next level, bro. With <laughs> comments and yeah. come in, it's just like, like you said, it's a one percent of the audience that may feel that way, and it's it's never usually about you. It's how they feel about themselves, and they're yeah. just trying to project that into the space. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're in a world where there are people that are hurting. And I think that someone like you who shows that there are no limits, that it it's always about this like striving to really stay in that beautiful state or at least, you know, live in it as often as possible. I think that that's such a great message that you've embodied. You represent that. You don't just say it, you actually live it. And, uh, you know, recently I was asked in, a, in an Inc. magazine uh, interview they asked me like, what's leadership? And I said, the ultimate level of inspiration is to show others what's possible through your own actions. And that. You know that and, and that ended up being quoted. And, and the reason I think people felt it is because they're like, wow, that's like, it, it's not just saying, it's doing. And I love that you do that, bro. You show up day, every day, every day. I see it, man. I watch your, your social. And if you guys are listening to this right now, watching this right now, make sure you head over to Nick's Instagram, right? Nick Santo Nastasso. And follow him because he has so many inspiring messages and posts, and I even love the way you write your captions too man you're just like you put it all on the table, you know you say it as it is Thank
1: you. yeah and 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 I use humor, you know like i i yeah, I'm, I'm a funny like i I like to be funny, and you know there there's there's a power in that bro, like when I go on stage, you know like one of the best compliments i've I've got. I mean, I've got like, there, there's two compliments that stand out, but Andy Frasella gave me a compliment. He was like, he's like, bro. He's like, it's not your body. I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's not your body. You know how intense Andy's like, he's he's like, it's not your body. And I'm like, what? He's (laughs) like, he's like, people don't love you because your body it's it's they don't love your speaking because of your body bro it's like how you present like I want to present like you like you make people laugh you make people cry you make them pissed off at themselves you make them do everything he's like it's not your body and it's just like (laughs) you know reassurance for me but like I go out there and like I make people laugh and I make fun about I make fun you know about myself and and I make funny jokes and and it's not only to make people you know laugh but then they feel comfortable with me and when they feel comfortable with me, then, they, then they're more, more likely to share. Then they're more likely to be transparent and open up or, or listen to me with an open mindset. But I, if I came on stage and I'm like, I'm the shit, I'm the shit, I'm amazing, like people wouldn't listen to me regardless of what my body looks like. And so it comes comes down to like, you know, like compassion too. Like I love the word compassion is a breakthrough for me like a couple, a couple weeks ago. But like, you know, just like uh, trying to appeal to everyone but just like, just like – Making people love you, but in a good, authentic way, like not a slimy way, just like showing up authentic, genuine and just like and, and letting people know that you care and you want to help because, you know, like people's bullshit meters are very good nowadays, bro. And like people want to know the secret sauce. I was saying this today on a FaceTime. I'm like, people want to know the secret sauce. Be a genuine person. Like show up and care for your clients, show up and care for your relationship, show up and care for your family, like make your clients feel like family, make, make your clients feel like you care because once you drop the dollar sign above their head and you like really are, you want to care and you want to serve them, that's when you have more abundance in your life. There's no secret sauce, bro. Like be a good person. There's not many out there.
0: (laughs) Simplify it, right? We're all trying to make everything so complicated. So, Nick, uh, what would you say are maybe one to two books that you've read that you're like, wow, this is a game changer. I need to keep this on my you know, bedside table.
1: So there's an I like the audiobook better. It's Outwitting the Devil. Um, and yeah, yeah Outwitting and the, the devil. devil. Yeah. And so basically um, in the audiobook, they have a devil voice and they have um, like Napoleon's voice or whoever's narrating the voice. Um, but basically, you know, it talks about like the devil is really just like that, that voice in your head that tells you you can't do it. Or, you know, the, the little negative internal voice, you know, it, it's funny. It's just like, it, it really breaks it down and, and the audiobook is so much better. Um, and then, let's see, my second book, and it's funny too, because my top two, my, my first two ever personal development books were was Grant Cardone was Be Obsessor, Be Average and The 10X Rule. That's how I got implemented. I mean, that's how I got jumped into the personal development world. Um, but I would say, yeah, outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill and then, um, and grow rich. I mean that one, like, I think you have to continuously read over and over again. You, it's just like, it's just like watching a movie. Like you watch it again and you get something different out of it. And so, um, I'd say think like Napoleon Hill again, you know, like they had some secret sauce back then, you know, he freaks me out when he talks about like the council and he was able to have, you know, you know, meetings in his head with Abraham Lincoln and Benjamin Franklin and like. It's just the power of the mind, bro. Like when you really condition it and you train it and you realize it's the biggest superpower and it's, a, it's your biggest tool to craft your matrix or whatever you want to call it, like this is it. And I, you know, I have a quote that people love that, you know, people always quote me and then I said, over the 23 years of my life, i realized it's not the physical body that holds us back, but the biggest disability you can have is a bad mindset. And, and oh. that's like, yeah, bro, that, that's, that's it.
0: That's deep. i love love it good stuff thanks for sharing yeah the uh think and grow rich movie is out as well
1: yeah they they were doing a tour they were doing actually a tour but i don't think they do it anymore um but yeah Yeah. that's a good one and 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 like i said it's something that you you need to continuously read and because you always look at it different or you read it and it's it soaks in on a deeper subconscious level right
0: yeah absolutely man you got to forge it into your subconscious because that's what we keep a lot of our programs right and so it's just reprogramming. And the hard and drive, it.
1: bro. <laughs> We're
0: just these giant computers with skin on us. <laughs> Dude, for real.
1: <laughs> also, man, I think just to end off on this is like, you know, a, a lot of us are, are always operating from our head. And, yeah. you know, it's I think, um, you know, when we like compassion, bro, when we go back to the heart and we really do what the heart, what the heart says to do, like it, it always steers you right. It's weird. It's really weird. And, you know, when, when we were getting, when, when you're being, you know, formed as a baby, the heart, the heart was formed before the brain, like the heart was there before the brain. And the, so that meant the heart had, had the first intelligence, you know, so wow. we've got some weird things going on internally.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I say we, we're living right now. We're living between the miracle and the mystery and the miracle is well brought into this world and the mystery is what we don't know what's there, but we get to create whatever the hell we want.
1: Yeah. And no one, and, and everyone's looking for answers and no one knows. And we're just spinning on a rock in the middle of some black stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the truth, man. That's the truth. Well, Nick, thank you so much, man. Thanks Amelia, million. I appreciate you showing up today and pouring your wisdom out for the Addicted to Success community. Thank you so much, man.
1: I appreciate you, brother. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And uh, if there's anything I can do on my end, I'm,
0: I'm always here to serve. It sounds good, brother. And yeah, like I said, follow Nick on Instagram. Is there anywhere else Yeah,
1: you can follow me on Instagram, Nick Santana Facebook, YouTube. And then I just jumped on TikTok so I could be a little bit more funnier. And a little fun fact, I've gained, in 18 days, I've gained 240,000 followers. So I think it's a good platform for me. So I'm going to keep keep, pushing on it.
0: (laughs) Wow, TikTok's blowing up, man. Good (laughs) stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much for jumping in, bro. The last question I have uh, on every interview is this question here. It is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like?
1: It's a great question. I've never been I've never been asked that. Okay. 30 second speech, last speech of my life. Um I've met you know, I've met billionaires, I've met millionaires that have all the money in the world, have all the houses, cars, girls, whatever it may be, and they're still unfulfilled. Um and so just make sure you're doing two things in life. And that's always growing because if you aren't growing, you're dying and always just find a way to contribute because that way you'll have a little fuzzy feeling inside and that's called fulfillment. And that's all we're searching for is fulfillment.